Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Let's Review RN. Today, we're going to talk about nephrotic syndrome. Nephrotic syndrome is a kidney disorder that causes your body to pass too much protein in your urine. Nephrotic syndrome is usually caused by damage to the clusters of small blood vessels in your kidneys that filter waste and excess water from your body. Let's do a quick review of the kidneys and the structures of the kidneys before we dive deep into nephrotic syndrome. The kidneys are responsible for secreting a multitude of essential hormones, which aid in regulating our blood pressure, neutralizing our acid-base ratio, stimulating red blood cell production from our bone marrow, and activating vitamin D. The kidneys remove nitrogenous waste from the body, such as creatinine, urea, and ammonia, and hold on to the essential substance that the body needs to function. The kidneys also produce a hormone called erythropoietin that stimulates production of red blood cells. To rewind a moment, the liver metabolizes dietary proteins to produce energy, and with this metabolism comes the production of toxic ammonia as a waste product. The liver is able to convert most of this ammonia into uric acid and urea, which are less toxic to the body. Meanwhile, the muscles of our body produce the waste product creatinine as it utilizes energy. Ammonia, uric acid, urea, and creatinine all accumulate in the body over time and need to be removed from circulation to maintain homeostasis. This is completed by unfiltered blood flowing to the kidneys via the renal artery. It is filtered by tiny blood vessels of the glomeruli, and then the clean or filtered blood leaves your kidneys through the renal vein. Your ureters carry urine to your bladder, which urine is composed of the filtered minerals and toxins, as well as excess fluid that has been filtered out. Every minute, the kidney receives approximately 20% of the blood pumped by the heart, and some sources even go into further detail by saying approximately 1,300 milliliters of blood is delivered to the kidneys every minute, and 1,299 milliliters leave the kidneys. That leaves approximately one milliliter of urine is produced every minute. The renal vein allows for the filtered blood to leave the kidneys and then travel to the inferior vena cava. Now let's talk about the nephron. Each kidney contains around one million individual nephrons. This is the functional portion of the kidney that allows it to filter, reabsorb, and secrete. So fresh, oxygenated, unfiltered blood is received from the heart to the kidneys via the renal artery. The renal artery then branches off and unfiltered blood enters the afferent arterial. Afferent meaning bringing blood to or towards something. The afferent arterial brings blood towards the nephron. The nephron is made of two main parts, the renal corpuscle and the renal tubule. 
Responsible for filtering the blood, our renal corpuscle is formed by the capillaries of the glomerulus and the Bowman's capsule. The glomerulus is a bundle of network of capillaries that increases the surface area of blood so that it can great, become getting greater contact with blood vessel walls to allow for ultrafiltration. The filtrate, that's the substance being filtered out of the blood, then sinks down and is collected in the outer layer of the Bowman capsule. The outer layer holds the urine separate from the blood within the capsule. At the far end of the Bowman capsule, opposite the glomerulus, is the mouth, which leads into the renal tubule, which is where urine enters to allow for reabsorption and excretion. The remaining blood that is now filtered continues through the glomerulus and out the efferent arterial to the paratubular capillaries. Nephrotic syndrome usually happens when the glomeruli are inflamed, allowing too much protein to leak from your blood into your urine. Under normal circumstances, the glomerulus is impermeable to protein and red blood cells, meaning these molecules are too large to get through this filtrate system and into the urine. But when the glomeruli are inflamed, they leak protein into the filtrate and you are excreting a significant amount into your urine. Nephrotic syndrome is a group of symptoms that indicate your kidneys are not working properly. These symptoms include too much protein in your urine called proteinuria. These patients can lose approximately 3,000 milligrams or 3 grams of protein a day. One of the main types of proteins that these patients are losing is called albumin. So blood tests will reveal that these patients have hypoalbuminemia. Albumin is a protein made by your liver and it plays an important role in maintaining oncotic pressure. That means it helps keep fluid in your blood vessels so it doesn't leak into other tissue. It also carries various substances throughout your body, including hormones, vitamins, and enzymes. Hypoalbuminemia, or low levels of circulating albumin, can cause major swelling or edema. You may first notice swelling in the face around the eyes, and then it can eventually lead to swelling of the legs, arms, hands, and abdomen called ascites. And remember, this is because you have low levels of albumin in the blood vessels, and therefore you're allowing fluid and excess water to leak into the nearby tissue. High levels of cholesterol and other lipids in your blood called hyperlipidemia are also a symptom of nephrotic syndrome. So why does this happen? Well, it happens because the liver recognizes that there are low levels of albumin in the circulatory bloodstream. So it makes more albumin, but at the same time, the liver also produces more cholesterol and triglycerides. So as the protein is being leaked out into the urine, high levels of cholesterol and triglycerides are left to circulate in the bloodstream. This is especially a red flag in young children because young children should not have high cholesterol levels. Other proteins that the patient can lose in the urine are immunoglobulins, which fight infections, leaving the patient at an increased risk of developing an infection since they cannot fight it off as easily. So when we are talking about nursing interventions for this patient, we want to be thinking about things that reduce the risk of infection. In addition, proteins that are specific to preventing blood clots are also lost to the urine, and therefore these patients become higher risk for developing blood clots. So we as nurses want to be monitoring for and recognizing signs and symptoms of blood clots such as pulmonary embolisms or DVTs. 
So what causes nephrotic syndrome? Remember, nephrotic syndrome is a set of symptoms and it's not a specific disease, so it's important to look for the underlying cause. Primary causes of nephrotic syndrome include those that affect the kidneys themselves. Diseases that affect only the kidneys and lead to nephrotic syndrome are called primary causes of nephrotic syndrome. The most common primary causes of nephrotic syndrome are focal segmental glomerular sclerosis. So this is a disease that affects the kidney's glomeruli, causing some of these filters to become scarred. Focal segmental glomerular sclerosis is the most common cause of nephrotic syndrome in black adults. Membranous nephropathy, this is, this is a disease that causes protein to build up in a part of the kidney called the glomerular basement membrane. It is the most common cause of nephrotic syndrome in white adults. Minimal change disease, also called NIL disease, this disease is the main cause of nephrotic syndrome in children, specifically ages 2 to 5 years old. Secondary causes of nephrotic syndrome are those diseases that are causing damage to the kidneys such as diabetes, lupus, amyloidosis, infections such as HIV, AIDS, hepatitis B, and hepatitis C, also allergic reactions, and some medications such as NSAIDs, also known as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. We need to remember that patients can go into remission, but then also can relapse, so teaching the patients or the parents of young patients to understand and recognize signs and symptoms such as proteinuria, these patients are going to lose a significant amount of protein, nearly three grams a day, so their urine can look very dark. The urine can also look bubbly and frothy and foamy. Edema will occur because of the hypoalbuminemia, This may start out small around the eyes, but then progress to legs, hands, arms, and abdomen. Patients can become significantly fatigued from carrying this extra fluid, and they may develop anorexia due to poor appetite. They will also be gaining weight despite not eating, and this is from the fluid retention. Patients also develop hyperlipidemia. To confirm the diagnosis of nephrotic syndrome, your healthcare professional may do a 24-hour urine collection, and for this test, you'll need to collect urine samples over 24 hours, and then this urine sample is sent to the lab for analysis. Urine-albumin to creatinine ratios are also tested, and this is tested by using a single urine sample to estimate the amount of albumin lost in 24 hours. Treatment for nephrotic syndrome varies according to symptoms, causes, and the extent of kidney damage. Symptoms of nephrotic syndrome are most often treated with medications such as ACE inhibitors, so angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors, or ARBs, angiotensin-2 receptor blockers, and ACE inhibitors and ARBs can be helpful to reduce that protein loss and also lower blood pressure, which is often seen in people with nephrotic syndrome. A diuretic or water pill will often be prescribed to help reduce swelling and that allows the kidneys to remove that extra fluid. In some cases, your healthcare professional or provider may also prescribe medications that lower cholesterol, such as statins, blood thinners, um, if the patient develops a blood clot. And then also, um, these patients should receive flu shots, and the pneumococcal vaccine because they want to prevent viral and bacterial infections because 
it is oftentimes that these patients are treated or the underlying cause of nephrotic syndrome is treated with corticosteroids, which suppress the immune system. As the nurse, we want to be sure we are performing the proper nursing interventions for these patients. This includes daily weights, monitoring input and output, especially now that these patients are likely to be on a diuretic to help remove excess fluid retention. Fluid restriction may be required. Low-sodium diet may be implemented. Uh, We're going to monitor abdominal girth and assess for pitting edema. We want to monitor patient's skin and assess for breakdown since these patients are at increased risk for skin tears, ulcers, and non-healing wounds due to edema and diminished protein levels. We want to be repositioning and turning our patients every two hours, prevent friction with movement, and encourage ambulation if possible. These patients are at higher risk for infection, so infection prevention is priority. Prevention with proper hygiene, hand washing, checking temperatures, and monitoring vitals. They may also be on corticosteroids, which further suppress their immune system. And with this type of treatment, we want to monitor blood glucose levels as they can rise. We also want to be monitoring our patients for signs and symptoms of blood clots, such as shortness of breath, chest discomfort, pain, redness, or warmth in their legs and arms, which can indicate DVTs. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode on nephrotic syndrome. And remember, you can always find me on Facebook or Instagram at Let's Review RN. And also, you can definitely email me at Let's Review RN at gmail.com if there are any topics you're interested in or if you have any questions. Again, if you love the episode, I always ask that you rate and review it. It helps um, encourage other listeners to come on board with us and learn. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.